we are back. Phil Williams, Right Side Radio, solid conservative, just plain right. It's 2.34 p.m. right now, and this show is covering down on some ground across the great state of Alabama. I'm talking about we are way down south of Birmingham, up north of Huntsville, Tuscaloosa, back to Gadsden, parts of Georgia, Tennessee, and Mississippi, all thrown in just for good measure. Hey, um, so let me, uh, let me just kind of run to the text line here for a minute. Some of y'all are really engaging this topic. So if you want to text in or call in for that matter, 833-687-4448. That's 833-68-RIGHT. That's our phone number. If you ever forget the phone number, just go to our website, rightsideradio.org. It's right there across the top of the page. But yeah, uh, just just call or text in. What are you thinking right now about the machinations going on up in D.C.? Does it bother you? Are you good with it? Do you want to see more? Um, uh, here's a few thoughts that have coming in. Oh, where'd it go? Daniel from Tullahoma. McCarthy's 0-5. It's time for him to step aside and resign. We don't need another House Speaker from California, says Daniel. Um, Oh, where'd we get the other one here? Uh, Raven from Russellville. He says, maybe we ought to start teaching government and civics in school again. Make it mandatory for the eggheads on the mainstream media. (laughs) I agree. Um, Juan from Newmarket. uh, Making sure that I knew that uh, Alabama Representative Barry Moore and Representative Mike Rogers are not standing with the Freedom Caucus. Well, Rogers had never been with the Freedom Caucus, though, so there's that. Uh, but I, I, I see what you're saying. He says also, says, I'm sure Dale Strong will be voting for Representative McCarthy. And uh, yes, he did. So right now, by the way, just to, just to go ahead and clarify, the entire Republican delegation from Alabama has all voted for McCarthy up to this point. I'm going to be curious to see if Barry Moore switches his vote. As we have had two others switch their vote at this point, and the Freedom Caucus, of which he is typically a part, um, is is the group that is generally standing, um, you know, in the way of McCarthy's ascension, then I'm just curious if he's going to change his vote. Uh, we'll see. But, uh, yeah, thanks, Juan. Uh, JT from Lacey Springs, kudos to those holding out, like the one juror in the mur- murder trial. There's a life on the line. In this case, it's our nation's livelihood. Good point, JT. Missy from Falkville. She said he did walk in the door. He already moved into the office. Step aside, Kevin. Yeah, if you're not familiar, by the way, um, and I thought that Matt Gates was kind of tacky with the way he handled it, but it still begs the question, what was Kevin McCarthy doing moving into the speaker's office suite already? He doesn't have the job. How, how, did, he, how did he think that was going to be a good idea? I mean, did he really think it was going to be this quick and easy? I don't know. Maybe because he's the majority leader, maybe because he was just seen as being the one. Uh, maybe the, the the couch is nice in there. I don't know. But uh, anyway, uh, Kevin McCarthy has already moved into the Speaker's office suite, the physical offices of the Speaker of the House. Okay. Um, John from Huntsville. Phil, at this point, why not just put the names of all the congressmen and women in a hat and whatever name gets pulled out is Speaker of the House? Uh, no, it might be a Democrat. <laughs> um, there's, okay. Uh, Adam from Decatur says, I second Daniel's proclamation. Um, oh, I guess he means uh, Representative Byron Daniels. Uh, so, yeah, if you're not familiar, uh, just a moment ago, uh, what was her name? Kat Kamek, uh, Representative Kat Kamek has nominated uh, Kevin McCarthy. She's an incoming uh, congresswoman-elect from Florida. And then um, uh, a Democrat stood, and I don't recall who it was now, and once again nominated Hakeem Jeffries from New York as the Democrats' choice for speaker, who, by the way, has been getting more votes than McCarthy, which is a little freaky, more votes than McCarthy, and it's been a straight party line, obviously. 
He's been getting more votes than McCarthy on every single vote call. And at the same time, he's only six away. I, I don't I don't think there's going to be that level of defection. I don't think we're going to see anybody who's going to defect to the Democrat side and give them the speaker. In fact, if they do, there's going to be a lynching on Capitol Hill. But I do believe that it's odd and it's clearly indicative of how narrow this majority is. Uh, Daniel from Tullahoma um, says, uh, oh, I take it back. I see what happened. Adam from Decatur was seconding Daniel from Tullahoma's position. Um, And yeah, okay, got it. I got it. Got you now, Adam. Thank you. JT from Lacey Springs again says, moving into the speaker's office, possession is nine-tenths of the law. Ha ha. No, it doesn't work that way. Anyway, they are in the middle of the roll call right now for the sixth time. And so far, three people have already voted against McCarthy. Um, So we'll see how it goes. So what happened yesterday? I mean, how did this go down? Who are the majority of those? I say majority. who Who are the group that are voting against Kevin McCarthy? So story on Daily Signal. Daily Signal has it right here. House Republican leader Kevin McCarthy failed to secure the majority of votes. We know that. He received 203 in the first round, 202 in the third round. And by the way, today he was down to 201, um, making it the first time since 1923 that choosing a House speaker required multiple ballots. So it's been 100 years since it took more than one vote to get to where we are. Um, it's been a hundred and what fifty-ish years since the true debacle of eighteen fifty-nine, when it took hundred and thirteen votes. Um, yeah, hundred, hundred, whatever. No, I think it's one hundred thirty-three votes actually, and they went well into February trying to get a speaker. So so far, um, Jeffries tends to get the most votes, but only because Democrats are staying together. Nine more than McCarthy's been getting on the average. Here's the deal. By the way, I did not know this. The article points out this is the second attempt by McCarthy, who was first elected in 2006, to become Speaker. He served as House Majority Leader under John Boehner and Wisconsin's Paul Ryan. So apparently he tried to be Speaker once before, and it didn't happen. I was not aware of that. Here's the names of the 20 Republicans as of yesterday who didn't vote for McCarthy. Andy Biggs of Arizona, Dan Bishop, North Carolina, Eli Crane, Arizona, Paul Gosar, Arizona. Arizona, man. They're in the house. No pun intended. Matt Gates of Florida. Byron Donalds of Florida. And by the way, Byron Donalds was just nominated. So uh, Representative Scott Perry stood up after the Democrats did their nomination. Uh, Representative Scott Perry, who is the chairman of the Freedom Caucus, stood up and nominated uh, with an impassioned speech Byron Donalds from Florida which would be an amazing choice, to be honest. I don't know what his leadership skills are like, but I can tell you right now, he's got a great presence. He's a future rising star in the Republican Party. Uh, Bob Good of Virginia, Anna Paulina Luna of Florida, Chip Roy of Texas, Keith Self of Texas, Andrew Clyde of Georgia, Andy Harris, Maryland, Josh Brasheen, Oklahoma, Matt Rosendale, Montana, Mary Miller, Illinois, Lauren Biebert, Colorado, Andy Ogles, Tennessee, Michael Cloud, Texas, Ralph Norman, South Carolina, Scott Perry, Pennsylvania. Uh, it's going to be interesting, man. Um, Matt Gates made some comments yesterday, and of course, Matt Gates is known for making inflammatory comments. Um, so there's a little bit of grandstanding on his part, in my opinion. But I will say this if Matt Gates sees something and believes it a certain way, he just tends to stick with it. 
He says, those of us who will not be voting for Kevin McCarthy today take no joy in this discomfort that this moment has brought. But if you want to drain the swamp, you cannot put the biggest alligator in charge of the exercise. He said, I'm a Florida guy. I know what I speak. So, okay. He's, uh, he went on to say, we offered Kevin McCarthy terms last evening. He rejected. We sought a vote in the first quarter of the 118th Congress on term limits. He refused. We wanted a budget from the Republican Study Committee that balances on the floor in the first quarter. He refused. We wanted the border plan the Texas delegation put together on the floor. He refused. So let me, let me point out something. When Matt Gates says they want them on the floor, that does not mean he says we want them to pass. Of course, he'd like them to pass. What he's saying is all we want is an up or down vote on some things. We want the rules to be changed, and we want the opportunity to go in front of the public and vote on some bills. And, oh, by the way, put everybody on the record. See, here's the thing. There's two parts to legislation. One is, is it good or bad? Does it pass or fail? What does it do? The second is, what does the voting record say? What will it do later on when, I don't know, Congressman Gary Palmer of Alabama, and I'm, I'm hypothetical here. I, I know Gary Palmer. I like him personally. He founded the Alabama Policy Institute where I spent a lot of my time. But what if Congressman Palmer, who for years has been an advocate for limited government, what if he voted against a term limits bill? Well, that says something. That says that the swamp has got it going on, and they don't want ever to have a time when they're term limited. So what they're saying here is they want the opportunity to go to the floor. This is one of their demands. We just want to go to the floor. Just let us vote. Let us vote on an actual balanced budget. And if it doesn't pass, it doesn't pass. Let us actually vote on term limits. If it doesn't pass, it doesn't pass. Let us actually vote on what Texas wants to see happen for a border security plan. It's not that hard. Let us just vote for it. If it passes, it passes. If it doesn't, it doesn't. But the establishment does not want to be on the record with these things, y'all. They don't. I can tell you right now, I saw this stuff in Montgomery. I mean, literally, I was myself and Tripp Pittman and a couple of others, we were the only ones who would all co-sponsor a term limits bill every year. There was one year I got aggravated that my, my buddy Tripp Pittman, because he forgot to come to me and get me to sign on as a, as a co-sponsor, he dropped the bill in ahead of time. I was like, Tripp, I'm one of your guys. Anyway, I would go on the record every time and say, term limits. The bill never made it to the floor. Why? Because ain't nobody in Montgomery wants to be on the record voting against themselves staying there longer. That's why. Because they all know if a bill comes to the floor, they can't say, I'm a conservative. I believe in limited government and vote against term limits. So, yeah. These things they're demanding are not outrageous. They're just scary to the establishment. That's what's happening. It's scary to the establishment to have to go on the record literally voting against something that they say in their campaign commercials that they're not against. All right. So right now, people have been coalescing around a couple of others. Started off, by the way, started off, it was Jim Jordan. And which, which is kind of funny because Jim Jordan was the one who nominated Kevin McCarthy. So all of a sudden, Matt Gates got up and says, I nominate Jim Jordan. And he got a bunch of votes. Um, uh, Jim Jordan wasn't asking for this. And, and Jim Jordan himself came, came on and, and, and actually in his floor speech, he said, I came in with Kevin McCarthy. We came in at the same time 16 years ago. We haven't always agreed on everything, but I like his fight. I like his tenacity. I remember Kevin told me, he wrote about this in a book. I remember Kevin told me the toughest times in life are when you get knocked down. The question is, can you come back? And I've always seen him be able to do that. 
That's a that's a friend supporting a friend right there. But Kevin, but Jim Jordan wants to be the House Judiciary Chairman. That's where he wants to be. But then what happened on the third time around was Byron Donald switched his vote and apparently became the darling of the Tea Party. I mean, the Tea Party, the Freedom Caucus. And he has now been the nominee ever since. I think Jim Jordan made it clear, I don't want the job. I don't want it. Stop it. Stop embarrassing me. Byron Donalds is saying, uh, I don't know what behind closed doors, but his name is being bandied about as the one to replace Kevin McCarthy. I don't think it'll happen. He's too new. Um, and I don't think there's going to be that level of consensus rallied around him. But y'all, I'm telling you, this is chess, man. This is this is politics. This is this, what's happening behind the scenes is as important as what happens out front. But I am so glad it's happening out front. Also, we're getting to watch it in real time. That's the way it should be. I am. I'm, I'll be honest with you. I'm stoked. I am excited that we're seeing this level of discourse and debate, as it should be. I got more on this. Boomer, go ahead and take us to a break. I'll go check right now. The votes are being counted. So far, it does not appear that McCarthy's going to win again on the sixth time around. Good Lord. (laughs) How much longer does he hang in there? I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. We'll talk about it. Phil Williams, Right Side Radio. Y'all stay tuned. We'll be right back. Back, Phil Williams, Right Side Radio, solid conservative and just plain right, making it cool to be a conservative. Uh, text lines are open, by the way, 833-687-4448. Uh, appreciate all of you guys who are engaging this topic with us right now. So, uh, yeah, a couple more. Uh, John from Huntsville says, here's a suggestion to point the My Pillow guy as Speaker of the House, because <laughs> by now they need some pillows to lay their heads on. <laughs> oh, Mike Lindell shouting at us every day. Has anybody ever noticed, by the way, that he yells at us every time he does a commercial? And it's constant. It, 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 I've gotten to where I have to mute his commercials. Okay, Brian from Lynn, Alabama. Uh, he says, uh, why do they continue to vote over and over when he does not have the votes? It seems he could go address whatever the issues are. And, and, and either vote or stop step aside. Is it for political theater? Uh, well, no, um, I think they're hoping right now to wear some people down, uh, Brian, to be honest with you. Um, and then the other side is this, um, is I, I don't believe uh, that, that there's been an absence of negotiation. We're hearing right now he's been meeting with both sides, but so far he's given some things he's not given others. And they are asking for, you know, more opportunities for rules changes and certain floor votes. And uh, they're just not getting it. Um, I really believe that McCarthy could be the speaker, you know, by this afternoon if he acceded to some of these requests. But I think sometimes it's getting to the point of just, you know, being uh, dug in and uh, uh, pridefulness. You know, I don't I don't I, I, I may be putting too much into it. But but right now, uh, yeah, it appears, by the way. That uh, Kevin McCarthy has lost again. I mean, the votes are still coming in, but he's already lost twelve. He couldn't lose more than he couldn't lose more than four. He, he's now lost twelve, so he's well on the way to the twenty-one mark that we saw before. Um, 
And so far, it's McCarthy, 94, Jeffries, 95, and others, 12. Others, I think, being Representative Byron Donalds. Um, so, wow. Uh, Tony from Piedmont says, look at it this way. No speaker, no work in the House, a shutdown of the biggest legislative body. I'm good with that. <laughs> I used to, I, I mean, we need him to go to work at some point. We really do. Uh, but, Tony, I get it because uh, I used to always joke sort of, you know, tongue-in-cheek, but when we were in Montgomery, that uh, the state was always safer when the legislature was not in session. <laughs> but, um, anyway, Tyler from Huntsville just texted back in, by the way, and says, uh, I'm an over-the-road truck driver and way out of our AMFM range. Well, you know, that's I, I get it. So, Tyler, I'll tell you what, if um, we've been doing some tech work here in the background, thank you for alerting us. Tyler was letting us know earlier that uh, if you're listening on the iHeart app, that for some reason the sound was somewhat distorted. We think we've uh, uh, talked to the station and had them work on adjusting their gain. But uh, Boomer just told me that the audio stream on our own live stream, which is on our website, rightsideradio.org, is perfect. Video stream. Yep. Video. Yep. Well, you can listen to the video, too, though. Yeah, you just absolutely. Yeah. Just go on and play it. Yeah. yeah, just play it. You don't have to look at it. In fact, while you're driving, Tyler, don't look at it. <laughs> just Please don't do just that. Please. A word of caution <laughs> to our listening audience in their cars. But yeah, rightsideradio.org, Tyler and everybody else. Rightsideradio.org is our website. It's got all our stuff on it. It's got audio. It's got video. Like right now, uh, you can actually see the interior of the Right Side Studios as Boomer and I are doing the show. And, uh, and so there's another option for you. Uh, I like to always say, by the way, if you're getting outside the overly broad range of our AM-FM capability, you can go anywhere in the whole wide world to the big worldwide web. Click on rightsideradio.org. Listen live, because no matter where you is, there we is. And that's why uh, we have listeners in Hawaii. We have listeners in Indiana. We have listeners um, way down in South Alabama, listeners in South Carolina, listeners in Tennessee, listeners in Georgia, Mississippi. Um, kind of cool. Bob from Decatur just texted in and says, McCarthy's got that Joe Biden mentality. Nobody wants him, but he won't get out of the way. <laughs> That's interesting. Um, by the way, all this will be up on podcast. I will say that, too, before we hit the break. Uh, all of this will be up on podcast every day after the show, before we even leave the studio. Boomer has taken the day's show and uploads the entire show and then also segments of the show in smaller bites so you can get those in either big form or smaller form. Uh, where are we at, Boomer? We we should be around one hundred five thousand, I would think, by now. What are we at? What are we at right now, Booms? Yeah, we're all we're we're almost at one hundred five thousand. One hundred five thousand downloads there. of the podcast. What's our second biggest audience besides Alabama? Well, if you if I'm look, I look month to month, you know, kind month, of month to month, month to month, and usually our top our second highest is California. Usually, usually. but today what? it is Florida. Florida is our second biggest audience of the podcast. Yeah, right. Today, you know, today. I take it. I take it about a month at a time, just to see. You know, I give everybody else a chance. Well, <laughs> California, where are you at? I know. On my on my left coasters, where are you at? <laughs> All right, good enough. Hey, listen, top of the hour. We're coming right back. We'll keep moving on this uh, congressional chess part one of the triple dipper, and then hey, by the way, keep in mind four o'clock grand council. Phil Williams, Right Side Radio. We'll be right back.
You're listening live to Right Side Radio with Phil Williams. It's hard to go wrong when you're on the right side. Right Side Radio, solid, conservative, and just plain right. Alabama's syndicated news talk leader, Right Side Radio, Phil Williams, here live in the Right Side studios for hour number two. The local, the state, the national, man, we cover down on all the issues. And like that dude just said, solid, conservative, and just plain right. Uh, hey, I'm going to have to go to the phones here in a second, but hey, Boomer, just so you know, um, that thing about California not being number one yeah. in, the, in the podcast and California, I mean, Florida's overtaking <laughs> them. So, uh Ken from Harvest just texted in and said, it's all because all the right side ruffians in California have now fled to Florida to be free. So Florida is now number two. <laughs> he said, <laughs> he also says, by the way, he called Dale Strong's office, Congressman Dale Strong, asking him to support the Freedom Caucus. All right. Hey, Ken, thanks for joining the nice. uh, the text line there. Let me jump on the phones. Uh, we had somebody held on during the uh, break, and I appreciate their time. So uh, line one, Barry from Huntsville. Barry, how you doing today? Hi, Phil. I'm doing well. Good, good. And I know you are. Yes, sir. Uh, what I think is uh, they, they should do, put out as the nominee is Newt Gingrich. Huh. He's the only person not in there who is el- really eligible and qualified to be the speaker. And boy, would that be fun. That, that would be more than fun. That would be not only fun, it would be historic. You know, because you're right, Barry, it's kind of interesting. It is not required that the Speaker of the House be an elected congressman. It, it could be somebody from the outside, which is why... You know, some folks have been saying, put Trump in there, which I think would be an awful idea. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, Newt Gingrich, I'd be for that. That'd be awesome. Um, we'll, right. Well, see, the, who else uh, that's a Republican, really, that we would want in there has uh, the experience to know how to manage the, the Congress? I, I totally agree. Managing the House is not something you just go up and say, okay, I'm going to do it. Yeah, and it's not like we don't know where he stands on policy, and he was the author of the contract with America, which is still the most successful Republican agenda that's ever hit Congress. Um, so, Right. But what we ought to do to get our young man, uh, get Dale some notoriety, is for let Dale put uh, nominating. Because about, this is his first duty anyway right now. You talking about uh, Dale Strong? Yes. I, I, you know, it's, I, I'll be honest with you, I doubt it's going to happen, though. <laughs> I'm just going to say. but this is what people don't think. Dale's not in limbo. Dale's doing exactly what he did. He, as of 12, as of high noon on uh, the 3rd, he became the representative of Alabama. The first duty is, is to select a, a member of the House. Yeah. And you know what's the interesting? He's... The duty of the Speaker of the House is to swear in the new members. Yeah, in fact, uh, technically, he's still congressman-elect because he's not been sworn in. Uh, you're right. It's kind of kind of a weird no, deal. No, that's not true. I'll go back and look at it because I think it is. They're actually not seated officially uh, until they've yeah, selected their speaker he, and they're moving forward. He has the right to vote. Moe's no longer has a vote. No, he, okay, we're, we're talking two different things now. And the first duty, remember, is... All right, hey, Barry. Congress, Barry. Congressman elect is that. Hey, Barry, thanks for the call. Appreciate you very much. You bet. Uh, all right. Uh, I'm not sure where that rapid trail was going, but anyway, Dale Strong's not going to elect Newt Gingrich or nominate him. It's not going to happen. But 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 I, I do believe though, if you're going to pick an outsider, you couldn't pick a better one than Newt Gingrich. Um, uh, never mind the fact that I think he's like 80 years old. <laughs> but uh, but I I think Newt Gingrich could still do the job. Uh, what do we got here? 
uh, texter who did not give their name. So you got to give us your name, where you're from, so we can work with you here. But I'll just go ahead and say they say, uh, Dr. Ruffian, follow the money. Money buys power, and power provides money. Who benefits financially, either in D.C. or back home? I, I get it. A lot of folks think this is the establishment, and they're working uh, what they care about, and they've got their hand-selected guy. I don't disagree with that. Um, still, um, he is not there yet. And by the way, it appears that he has definitely lost the vote again. Um, uh, I said that a moment ago, but now it's up to 19 votes for Representative Donalds, uh, and the votes are still being tallied. So we'll see where it ends up. He's been as bad as 21. We'll see if he still has 21 or more. Uh, Tyler from Huntsville just texted in and said, uh, I use my phone as my GPS, so I can't stream in the background. Okay, don't, don't worry, Tyler. <laughs> we'll keep working with you, man. Don't jimmy your systems. I get it. Uh, Tony from Piedmont texted again and says, how much more harm can D.C. do to us? Well, you'd be surprised. Um, and then Daryl from Huntsville just texted in and said he contacted Dale Strong's office on his website asking him not to support Kevin McCarthy and gave all his reasons why. And says, we need a change. Um, and then Jenny from Decatur just texted in and said, Newt might be 80, but Pelosi's 100. <laughs> <laughs> I got a caller on the line again, so I'll just go ahead and take it. This is a fun one. We got the audience highly engaged on this topic, that's for sure. You want to call or text in, the number is the same, 833-687-4448. That's 833-68-RIGHT. That's the number. Text or call. Uh, line two, that's Jeff from Indiana. Jeff Rowe, how you doing, buddy? I'd like to nominate Phil Williams for Speaker <laughs> of the House. Don't be, don't be wishing <laughs> that crap on me. I may have tongue-in-cheek on that one, but I actually believe you would be the best one out there. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if they could stand me, man. but well, uh, there'd be a lot of a lot of dissension. I know because you're 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 one of those people who's an actual uh, uh, a a uh, an honest politician. I think so. That you know. (laughs) Well, I I appreciate it. That that makes. So, uh, but uh, as far as Newt Gingrich goes, uh, he lost all my respect here a while back, and especially this morning. Oh yeah, he was how so? On uh, Fox Fox News, uh, calling all everybody that was against McCarthy basically blackmailers, and it was just horrible. And you know, and I'm thinking he should have been standing with these people. And uh, you know, Newt Gingrich lost all my respect. I figure he sold out when he started to, uh, advertising for home title lock. So <laughs> <laughs> well, at least he's not like John Boehner out there shilling for the marijuana industry. I mean, that's that's been kind of ridiculous to watch. Yeah, I, I want a conservative Speaker of the House for the Republicans for a change because the last two, uh, I didn't have much faith in. I couldn't stand either one of them. Was that Paul Ryan so, last time? Uh, oh, yes, Paul uh, Ryan and Boehner yeah. before that. So yeah. Paul Ryan was this squishy, yeah. and John Boehner kept crying. Um, but uh, yeah, we we need somebody in there like a Jim Jordan because. Yeah, I, I want people, you know, like like I say, put all these things out on the on the floor. If it passes, it passes. If it don't, it don't. But at least give. Let's see where everybody stands on these things, and that's yeah. the problem. Everybody's, oh, we're not going to put this out there because we don't want to make people look bad. Well, I want some people to look bad. I want to know where they stand. Uh, you're exactly right, and then I can tell you right now, there there are there are members of uh, elected bodies all over the place that hate it when they have somebody put them on the record because then they can't deny it. I had a, I had a guy, Jeff, uh, when I was down in Montgomery. Who I literally I was it was in my first term and he was in his second term and he looked at me and goes hey man this next vote's going to be a little dicey you might want to take a walk on this one well take a walk was the phrase for making sure you're out of the room when the vote is called and um and I looked at him and I said I didn't come down here to take walks and you could tell he had no idea what to say to that he just kind of went oh he turned around and walked away um 
Wow, he he met an honest politician. You mean, or at least one, at least <laughs> one who was willing to go on the record? How about that? Um, exactly. Well, uh, we'll see what happens, Jeff. But uh, uh, I am not running for Speaker of the House, so I'll go ahead and withdraw my name from any further discussion. Um, uh, well, I'll nominate you anyway. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jeff. Take care, Have man. A happy New Year, Phil. You too, buddy. Um, we got uh, we got several names. Uh, so Tony from Piedmont's texting in. He says, "How about Mo Brooks or Mark Meadows?" I like both. Uh, boy, that would that would screw some things up. That would. <laughs> uh, uh, by the way, that new texter a moment ago was uh, uh, Clay from Madison. Clay, we're glad you're on the text line. Thanks for being a part of the audience. Uh, Kyle from Madison just texted in and says, Newt at 80, he's still younger than Pelosi. I agree. And uh, you're the second person to say that one. Um, so, all right, let's jump in the topic. Let's keep it moving. Um, by the way, the vote is now up to 20. Uh, have they quit calling yet? No, I think they're still calling the roll. So um, yeah, what, 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 what was the name of the lady? Was it um, Sparts? So I'm not sure where they are in the roll call at this point. But uh, we'll see if Representative Sparts is going to vote present again. All I know is McCarthy is getting uh, into a worse position than he was at before. They're still calling the roll. He's already down by 20. Uh, it's been as high as 21. So, uh, yeah, article here from Fox News just talks about the fact that when Byron Donald switched his vote yesterday, it set the House floor abuzz because all of a sudden everybody went, holy crap, he just lost votes. I mean, they're thinking... Surely to goodness, he's going to start gaining votes along the way. Start whittling away at that 19 number that was there for the first two to three. Nope, it's gotten worse. So interesting to see where this goes. In an interview on uh, Kudlow after the vote, uh, Representative Donald said the reason why he changed his vote was he doesn't believe McCarthy has 218. He said, I voted for Kevin on the first two ballots. It's just not clear he has the votes. I said, I think if you're going to ask members to vote over and over and over again to try to wear people down, it's going to have the opposite effect. He says, my view has been for us to call a recess, get into a room, figure it out, have the conversations, and then go back to the floor. I agree. I don't think it's asking too much. Um, and you don't even have to get into a room with everybody because most of them already know where they stand. Get the 20 in a room and see what you can work out. Um, but uh, McCarthy's position is getting worse, so we'll see what happens. Fox News' Howard Kurtz is one of those who's got a little bit of hand-wringing going on. He, he, he basically says, this is this brinksmanship and backstage maneuvering, a day of harsh rhetoric. I disagree. You already heard my position. I think this is democracy. I think it's going to work itself out eventually, and I think what we're going to wind up seeing is a strengthened position for conservatives and live with it, all right? But he says, he says, in Howard Kurtz's words, he says the GOP presented a portrait of dysfunction, squabbling over personal grievances rather than routinely anointing its leader. We don't want a routine anointment of the leader. So in his words, he says, is it possible for the Republicans to even govern? Well, that's a silly question, Howie. Um, he says that it may be time for them to find a compromise choice. Now, I do agree with that. But the idea that somehow this is a dysfunction that means they can't govern? No, way too soon for that. All right, listen, we're going to wind up taking a break here. When we come back from this break, I'm going to wrap this topic up and move on in the Triple Dipper. We'll keep you posted on the votes as we go. But uh, right now, number six vote, McCarthy's lost again. You guys stay tuned. Phil Williams, Right Side Radio. We will take the break right now and come right back, finishing up number one of the Triple Dipper after literally an hour and a half. Congressional chess. 
part two. Y'all stay tuned. We'll be right back. Back, Phil Williams, Right Side Radio, solid conservative and just plain right, saving the world one soundbite at a time. So, uh, by the way, letting you know that uh, McCarthy just lost the vote number six with 21 again. Uh, so 21 votes uh, against McCarthy taking the speakership. Uh, 20 of those went to Representative Donald's. One was, I assume, uh, Representative Victoria Sparks again voting present, uh, basically abstaining uh, from supporting any candidate. Uh, for the time being. Um, so, yep, it does appear that McCarthy is down six times. Uh, how much longer this will go on? I have no idea. Hey, I got a caller on line one. Let me grab that real quick. Uh, line one, John from Coleman. John, how you doing today? I'm doing well, sir. Thank you for taking my call. Absolutely. What's on your mind? I believe Trump is meddling in the speaker debate. I believe that it cost us the Senate here in Alabama, gave it to Doug Williams. I believe it, it hurt Georgia and made the senatorial delegation from there Democrat a couple of years ago, and I believe this time it very well will cost him the presidency, or the uh, at least the Republican. Yeah, I, I, I don't. I don't disagree that. Uh, so Trump came out and supported the idea of McCarthy being elected today, and, and asked for Republicans to get on board. And I don't think it went over very well. Um, and I think the shine's off the apple. I think there are some people that are starting to get, uh, you know, to the point that they don't uh, really want to hear what Trump has to say. So I don't know if he's going to wind up being the nominee. He's certainly still a front runner, but uh, but he's not really helping the McCarthy race and doesn't really have uh, much clout in that regard. It seems right now. Agreed. Thanks, sir. All right, man. Have a great day. Um, all right. Listen, uh, House Freedom Caucus uh, chair says McCarthy declined his members demand. So um, just the news dot com. House Freedom Caucus Chairman Representative Scott Perry said late Tuesday that GOP Representative Kevin McCarthy has declined his members' requests ahead of the vote. Um, and so basically what they're saying is they want to do some things like what I talked about earlier. They want the Texas Border Plan, the Fair Tax Act. They want the balanced budget. Uh, they want term limits. They want those things on the floor for an up or down vote. They also want some rules changes, which I think he's agreed to some rules changes uh, already. And I'm not sure if it was all of them. But he has lowered the threshold for them to be able to uh, get rid of a speaker, uh, a rule that, by the way, Nancy Pelosi had changed to avoid having to deal with conflict herself, <laughs> made herself impenetrable. But um, a question from RedState.com, my last one for this segment. RedState.com asked the question in their headline, which I can't help but ask myself. Why did Kevin McCarthy wait so long to try to win people over? I'll tell you why. He thought he had it in the bag. And, and I'm not saying he wasn't talking to people because, you know, allegedly he was. The Freedom Caucus was letting him know we're, we're not going to. And he's known since November, by the way. I mean, the votes were fairly well tallied not long after Election Day. It wasn't, it wasn't going to be a Republican majority. Suddenly it was apparent that the, um, the House Freedom Caucus would have more clout because there were fewer members in the majority. And 
So McCarthy's known for a while. Um, I guess he thought he could, you know, get them around. They had a lot of proxies calling in, I know. Uh, like we talked about a minute ago uh, uh, with our last caller, we, we, we know that Trump came out this morning. I understand that Trump may have been making phone calls to some members asking them to switch their vote. Uh, but the article here from Red State says, the entire D.C. establishment from Republicans to lobbyists have been preparing for a McCarthy speakership, and there's a lot of people on board with this, including major conservative voices like Mark Levin and Charlie Kirk uh, and congressional conservative favorites like Jim Jordan. And the leading class of Republicans and conservatives have decided they just like to have a smooth transition rather than a fight. Well, the work to actually secure the votes, it says, didn't even apparently start until recently. He just assumed he could walk into the Speaker's office. He didn't put in the work to get there. That's a big indicator, says Red State, of the entitlement mentality that too many of our elites have. They assume the position they want will be theirs. He didn't actually put any work into securing it. He just thought he deserved it. And he already moved his stuff into the actual office itself, for God's sake, they say. Well, um, that ain't working out for him. <laughs> it just ain't. So we'll see how this goes. But right now what we're looking at is uh, the congressional chess continues to get played. Uh, Jeff from Indiana says Mo Brooks was interviewed uh, on the Yaffe show this morning. He's all for this. So, yes, he said, I wish he would have stayed in the House where he would be a congressman right now with no doubt in my mind. Um, yeah. Uh, Jeremy from Huntsville, battle royale at the rotunda for Speaker of the House. Yes, indeed. Uh, Tony from Piedmont, um, a lot of empty seats on the floor. Well, I think some folks are voting. Some step off the floor to make phone calls. Um, he said uh, we need some points of contact on the Republican county and state like Mike Rogers um, well, well, we'll see. Mike Rogers is about to be the chair of House Armed Services, and I don't think he's going anywhere for a while. Uh, there was actually speculation for a while that he would be the secretary of the Space Force, uh, but uh, I don't think that's happening. Not under a Biden administration. Alice from Huntsville said, is there any way the Republicans are going to fool around and let a Democrat win the speaker's position by not agreeing on someone to get to 218? I don't think so. It would, ha it would take Republicans having to join Democrats and like I said earlier, there'd be a lynching on Capitol Hill if that happened. I don't think that's going to happen, but it's pretty close. Uh, Daryl from Huntsville, he says, for once, the Tea Party conservatives are throwing some elbows and not just sitting there and taking it. I agree, Daryl. And then Tony from Hoax Bluff says, Trey Gowdy for speaker. I like that. But then again, he's probably getting paid a lot more right now to be on Fox News. So, <laughs> All right, folks, we're going to switch gears. Coming right back after this break, number two in the Triple Dipper. I call it shine a little light. Yeah. Y'all stay tuned. We'll be right back.